0: Looking. What's the subtitle? Keep your eyes on Jesus. I'm a little behind. Forgot to. Uh, it's a little bit loud, sauce. Tad down. No excuses. You can no longer stay here. Go. Just kidding see if this works. Oh, look at that, guys. But this is not working, the clicking thing to change it. What well, have you done to me? source? Oops, I might need to hit connect here, maybe. It was working earlier, though, right? Try it. Sorry, guys. Oh, it's working again. You can tell because it looked like somebody on steroids started tapping all the buttons, right? So the first uh, subtitle here is the arm of the flesh. And that's what it's supposed to say, arm of flesh. Not that. Actually, it's supposed to say the arm of the flesh. My bad. With him is an arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us to fight our battles. And the people took confidence from the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah. Second Chronicles 32, 8. What I'd like to bring about, uh, bring up here in these parts is that the Lord says he's going to fight our battles, right? And what's the people's job? What's their part? The people took confidence, right? Confidence that the Lord was going to fight their battles, right? That it's not about the arm of flesh, it's not about the other side. It's not about their bigness, strongness, more than them. This is what does it mean to be still? And, uh-oh, I need to turn this so it doesn't turn off on me. Sorry, guys. Please forgive me. Hope I hope you guys are okay with that and, you know, believe that I'm still going to heaven. Let me just... Mistake. Just kidding, people. Don't take offense, please. Be still and know that I'm God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. This is Psalms 4610 in the English Standard Version. What does it mean to be still and know that he is God? Does it mean to let go of what you're holding on to because he's God? What does it mean to try to get there in your own strength? Hold on to things try to give yourself a bigger part in this salvation than what God's given you? And Moses said to the people, fear not, stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you, and you have only to be silent. This one speaks a lot to me, and I, uh, I like how many times God tells us to fear not in the Bible and how he says to stand firm. And sometimes, you know, when stuff is coming against you or whatever and you feel like, you know, what should I do? What should I do? Where should I go? Who should I call? Um, What did I do wrong? What am I not doing? And he just says, stand firm. Right. And sometimes you do everything you can to stand. And there's another verse in the Bible. It's not on here. But it says, when you've done all you can to stand, stand there for. So a lot of times we're like trying to bring about the result because we feel like, hey, it's long overdue. God, it's long overdue. I'm trusting you. I'm believing you. But the answer is long overdue. So then we're like, oh, what can I do to get it faster? What am I missing? But he's just saying, stand. Keep looking in the right place. Keep your eyes focused where they need to be. Stop looking at yourself. Stop trying to see if you're missing something or stop looking at those circumstances around you to see uh, to like divine the tea leaves inside. Is God for me? Because this is all against me. He said he's for you. That's a done deal. Settle. So he's for you. And he says to you even that I'm he doesn't say I'm with you whenever you touch something I told you to touch or whenever you do something I told you to do. In the Bible, it says I'm with you in whatever you do. Wherever you go, (laughs) and whatever you put your hands to is blessed. I thought of something that was kind of funny, but I better not say it because I want to keep my salvation. (laughs) Look and live. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. This is super important to me, too, because um, I don't have to make my paths straight. He will make them straight, right? He will make straight my paths. All I have to do is the top part. This is what we do. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. What's your understanding? That's what's going on between these two ears, okay? There's a lot of people that think the whole universe is contained between these two ears, man. You try to tell them something, they say, I can't figure that out, so it can't be true. What? The only thing that exists is between those two ears you got. Man, that is a small universe you're living in, bro. And I hope to open up your eyes, like the song goes, (laughs) so you can see some things. So in all your ways, acknowledge him. And what that means to me, in all your ways, acknowledge him is, hey, acknowledge it. Sometimes in everything you do and all you're doing, you don't know. You're acknowledging him, that he's outside of your understanding, that he's more than enough and he's bigger than you can see, and he's going to make straight your paths. Uh, this is something I sent to Lani, and I hope it helped her. Isaiah 26.3, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on you because he trusts in you. Because he what? Trusts in you. Not because. So you keep him in perfect peace because he does everything right? Because he never says the wrong thing? Because... Never, you know, falls asleep during church? No. Because he trusts in you, right? So John 12, 32. I, and I, when I'm lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. There's a lot of stuff we're trying to draw people to God, Jesus with, and all we need to do is lift them up, right? If we lift up Jesus, he's enough. We don't have to, like, lift up all these other things. I'm not going to go into that. Lift Jesus up, okay? Let's let Jesus... Be the focus of everything, nothing else. Jesus is everything. Everybody always says that, hey, Jesus is everything, Jesus is everything. And then when the rubber meets the road, they're all, Jesus is everything. But let me do this real quick. Oh, let me get this done. Let me take care of that. And oh, I got to go over and talk to my friend because, oh, or the one me and Kalani love the most. You could come up to somebody and say, hey, dude, did you read in the Bible where it says that you're supposed to lay your hands on the sick, raise the dead, preach the gospel? And they're like, yeah, freaking yeah. Amen, brother. All right, let's go preach the gospel. Oh, let me pray about it. Let me pray about that. I don't know if that's God's will for me, but what did we just read, boys? Okay, so Psalms 121, 1 through 2. Lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. So this right here actually is telling me that first he looked up to the hills. And he's like, whoa. I don't have any help over there. He's like, where does my help come from? First, he looked up to the hills, and he says, from where does my help come? And then he says, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Sometimes we're looking at hills or something we think is going to get us where we need to be locationally or whatever it is. But but he, that's not where your help comes from. Your help comes from the Lord, and he's with you wherever because he's the maker of Heaven and earth. He's with you wherever and whatever circumstance. There's not a time when when he's, when he's not with you. A lot of times people will be like, oh, you know, how about if I turn my back on God? You know, where's, where's he at? He's still the place your help comes from. If you're, if you're not looking at him, that's up to you, and that's, that's going to cause you to feel the way you feel. It's going to cause you to experience some things you don't want to experience. But all you got to do is turn around, and then it's like you never left. He's right there. As far as presence, as far as power, there's a lot of people who, just like, you know, you guys have seen, uh, heard those verses um, where it says, uh, you know, we didn't we cast out demons in your name? heal the sick, and he says, I never knew you. First of all, very important to realize that he said, I never knew you. He didn't say, I knew you once, and I forgot you. He said, I never knew you. So these are not people who came to God, he never knew him, all right, so, <laughs> so, um, I just see people laughing and stuff, you know, but anyway, so, um, <laughs> so he's saying, um, he never knew them, but it doesn't mean they didn't operate in power, right, they cast out demons, there's a lot of things that God has already taken care of, it's a done deal, it's like, uh, if I kick you, it hurts, right, or if you jump off that, you go down. You don't uh, sometimes float 1% of the chance you float or whatever. No, you just fall. There's laws that are put in place already. So already people are healed. Already people are delivered. People aren't receiving that, then that's, that's what they'll experience. The, bio, the way our old pastor Mike used to say is believe it and receive it or doubt and go without. So if you have it doesn't mean you're going to experience it if you don't believe it and if you don't speak it. I think it's very important that you speak it because sometimes you believe something and everything else is telling you something different. you got to speak what the word says and be in agreement with that and not with your circumstances. The whole point of this message, which I lost control of again, is to um, <clears throat> I don't know what you have to do, Sauce, but let me know if I should try again. I don't want to go through all of them that we need to be looking where, where we need to be looking, like look and live, like it says here. When, uh, when Moses was in the desert, he told the, the Israelites that got bit by a snake, look up at this um, bronze serpent he created, and they would live. Now, I didn't go to medical school, but I don't think that that's an antivenom, right? Looking at a bronze serpent doesn't look like an antivenom to me, but he said to do it, they did it, and they lived, okay? Because first of all, they didn't have medical school, so... It would be kind of like S.O.L., right? But the main point I'm saying is that he provided a way, and sometimes the way doesn't look like it should work, right? There's another story of when um, some people had some mushrooms in a pot, and they're they're eating. They're getting ready to eat it, and the one guy, I don't know who that guy is. is he has the best nose in the group because he knew there was death in the pot. Nobody else, but he's like, there's death in the pot. And so everybody's like, oh, shoot, panic. To me, I think it's... Uh, These things are cool because um, I think the guy could say, okay, life in the pot. and There'd be life. But to help people's faith and to help people where they're at, he puts flour in. But flour doesn't stop poison either. But it worked. Just like the story of the guy that throws a stick in and the the metal axe head comes to the surface. Sticks don't cause metal to float. I don't know if it does where you guys come from. But where I'm living at, it doesn't cause metal to float, you know? So... Looks like I'm not going to get control sauce, so maybe you could switch to the next one. Oh, okay, that's why. All right, it's not technology's fault, it's my fault. (laughs) That was the last one, guys. Look at that in all of its glory. (laughs) And uh, enjoy it. (laughs) Okay, now I want to tell you guys a little story. Okay, bear with me Um, because it's a little long. I know I joked about last time about reading the Bible. Go ahead and do it sometime. But we're going to do it a little bit right here. Okay? So this is found in Matthew 14, 22 to 33. If you want to look at it. And it's funny to me because immediately is used a lot. Oh, sorry. Matthew 14, uh, 22 to 23. I'm reading out of the English Standard Version. If you read out of some some other version, uh, you're not saved. I don't know what's wrong. No, I'm just kidding. But. 14 and 22 is the verse to 33. Immediately, he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was a long way from the land between uh, sorry, beaten by the waves for the wind was against them. To me, um, two things I noticed right away is that he said he immediately made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. So that's the first thing he said, go before me to the other side, get in the boat, right? Um, At this point, nobody said, hey, but which way are we going? You know, they just listened to what he said, and they got in the boat and said, we're going to the other side. We're going to the other side. We're going to the other side, because that's what he said, right? So then what's funny is that they They're doing what he said, because this is what a lot of people think. If I'm doing what God said, everything should be in order, ducks in a row, all good. But it says here, they were beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. Come on, Jesus, why would you tell me to start going into the wind? It's against me. Why did you tell me to do that? And there's sometimes uh, some preachers say, don't say Alex said it, or Pastor Alex, but some preachers say, That, hey, if you're not running into opposition or if you're not running into the devil, maybe it's because you guys are going in the same direction. So sometimes, (laughs) I'm not saying you guys are going in the direction of the devil, can you guys? That was somebody else at some other church? Probably Washington, D.C., but not here. Um, Here, so so what I want to say there is that just because things are contrary doesn't mean you're going the wrong way. Like uh, Dory said from Finding Nemo. Just keep swimming, right? Just keep swimming. Don't give up. Don't give up. The The one thing I think, the thing that makes people fall and fail is giving up, that's it. Because the, the what does the Bible say? The righteous man falls seven times, but he gets up. And then the wicked man stumbles to his hurt. The, the, the difference is the righteous man got up. That's the difference. The, the wicked man stayed down. There's always that opportunity. I mean, unless you... You die before, but that's for another, another time. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But well, when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and says said, it is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. So the, so first of all, the, the wind was blowing against them. So they're probably like, oh, shoot, we heard Jesus wrong. He probably said, stay and wait for me at the bottom while I go pray. And we thought he said, go to the other side. So a lot of times we're questioning, did we hear God right because opposition's coming on? Did, did he say that? Did he really say that? Is he really going to do this? And then now somebody's showing up on the water like not only did we probably miss him, but now there's somebody coming out here to scare us to freak out, right? Because the wind's blowing against us and now there's freaking zombies. I mean, ghosts. In our day and age, everybody would see a zombie. But it's a ghost. And... <laughs> That they thought they saw. (laughs) So they're all afraid. And and here's where Jesus is saying again. Do not be afraid. That's something that's very important in the Bible. You see it over and over. Take heart. It is I. Do not be afraid. Which means that being afraid is a choice. Right? He's not going to tell you don't do something you can't help but do. If, If it's a choice. Then he'll tell you to not do it. So he'll say don't be afraid. Because you can choose not to be. You don't have to be afraid. Unfortunately, sometimes we see ourselves as a victim. We think, these things come at me and I have to take it. You don't have to. It's up to you. You don't have to if you don't want to. Nobody's judging you. If you do, sometimes you feel like, hey, you know, it's about time. It's been a while since I had this pity party. I really want to throw this pity party. And I don't want to invite anybody else. I just want to get there myself, you know. But you don't have to. It's up to you. If you want to enjoy life, you can move on. You can keep your eyes where it needs to be. You don't have to enjoy or hang out and pity parties. I don't know if you can enjoy it. Um, so do not be afraid. And Peter answered, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water. And now the rest of this I think we've talked about before. So um, I don't know if we have. But he, So a lot of people are saying. I want to do God's will, I want to do God's will, and I do, don't get me wrong, because his will is always good, okay? But he's also put everything he has in me. So what I want to do is his will because I, I'm, because he's in me, right? So I want to do it, it's his will. So a lot of times people say, you know, uh, well, in this case, Peter says, Lord, tell me to come out in the water. So not only is he doing what he wants to do, but he's telling the Lord to tell him what to do. He's telling God, you tell me what to do. And Jesus didn't say, hey, why are you telling me what to do, fool? I'm the maker of heaven and earth. Come out here and I'm going to watch you sink and laugh. Or like me and, uh, <laughs> you know, because it's your, you want to come out. You want to come out. So this is something I've, I've talked to people before, too, is that God wants what you want, too, because he loves you. It's like your, your kid in those that uh, that scripture that says, you know, who... Is going to give your kid a snake if he asks for egg and all those things. God wants to give you good things, and he wants you to have a good path and go forward in good things. Um, and he doesn't want you to miss out on anything. God is not the one who does that. He says that whatever the enemy took away and destroyed, he will restore in a double portion. He gives you more. He's not the, the one who comes to steal and kill and destroy. Sometimes we think, but if I do what God wants me to do, I'm going to miss this. I'm going to miss that. You know, I'm not going to enjoy what everybody else is enjoying. So at this point, like me and uh, Lonnie were talking about before, is that these days, Christians, it seems like with with other Christians, you know, um, we might want to believe God and trust in God for stuff and and go out and walk on the water or whatever. But if we were in Jesus' shoes, many times, you know, we would say, come out to the water, and the guy comes out, And then he starts to sink, and his hand is up, and he's like, help me. And Jesus said, I got you, right? But we would be like, why you didn't have faith and slap the hand? You know what I mean? Like, wham, this guy's drowning. But we're like, you don't need no help, you know? (laughs) Who are you looking at, you know? So I just want to remind ourselves, all of us, yes, people are different walks in faith. Yes, people are experiencing different things. When somebody is raising their hand up to help, we can lift them up. We can grab them and tell them to walk on the water and try to bring them to the same level we are. We don't have to say, well, you shouldn't have got there in the first place. See what I'm saying? Or what are you doing there? Or where were your eyes at? This is what this, this whole thing is about, is keeping your eyes in the right place. But if somebody gets confused and they're looking in the wrong place, they're looking at their hands, their feet. What can I create? What can I do? Instead of Jesus, It's not the time to condemn them, right? Slap the hand down. It's time to lift them up. Get them out of the water. Tell them, hey, we can walk above all this, brother. All that stuff is beneath you. You're much bigger than that. Everything inside of you is bigger than that. So, and one thing that I like about this story, too, is that once he lifted them up, we realized that they were like halfway across and they were, getting, they were fighting the whole time, right? They were doing God's will, but it was a fight. What were they missing? So they were going across the water, and they were fighting against the wind and rain and everything, but Jesus wasn't on the boat, right? He told them to go, so I'm not saying they were in any kind of uh, disobedience, but what happens sometimes is that we don't realize who's in the boat with us. So these guys were operating like he was in the boat because he wasn't. So for them, it wasn't a deal. He wasn't there. He wasn't in the boat. But it doesn't mean that God left them or forsake them. That's why Jesus told them um, to go. He said, get there. So what what I noticed is that if we're doing it in our own strength, we're against the wind. It's all rough. It's all hard. It's, but then um, he says, Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him saying, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? So there it doesn't say that we can't say, hey, guy, next time trust God or whatever. We can to help him up. You don't have to just say you should have been trusting God is what I mean. So it's not like I don't say encourage people to move forward, but I'm just saying don't slap them down. Um, when they got into the boat, though, ah, oh, it's not in this version. I don't know if you guys know which version it's in, but usually when, I, I, well, I'm, well, it's not the version. It's the the scripture. What I say that is there's, you know, the synaptic gospel, so I picked the wrong one. Because um, when he got in the boat, the wind ceased. So that's the first thing. The wind ceased. Right when he got in the boat, the wind ceased. What was pushing against him stopped. And then those in the boat worship him, saying, truly, you are a son of the God. But also, what happened is they were immediately on the other side. Right, Klein? You know that? Yeah. They were. Well, it's because in the same. Uh, But what, what verse is that? Uh, that And so where they're gone over, what verse is that? See, that's what the mistake is. I forgot the next verse. So thirty four, I should have went to immediately on the other side. So they're working all hard. Everything it's taking half the night. They're halfway there. He just steps on the boat. Bam! They're there. The wind's gone, and they're home free. Right. One more little story, he says, as this is from Luke 17, 12, 19. As he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priest. And they went, as they went, they were cleansed. Um, so sometimes, to me, this, this is saying sometimes you go when you don't see. It's not like they looked at themselves and they were cleansed. Then they weren't. Until they went, they were cleansed. So until you go, until you obey, until you did it, you weren't cleansed. But the obedience is not like a hard thing. It's not like he said, go and on your way. When you go towards the priest to to do this, first of all, I want you to make sure that you don't sin on the way. But also, Confess all the sins you've had up till now on your way over there, so you know nothing's blocking you from getting healed right now. You just said, "Go show yourself to the priest. It's a done deal. You can have it," um, and and nothing was being held back from like for any reason. Like, if there's ten dudes, like if you go to a church and you say, "Hey, everybody, raise your hand if you're sick," these days is like 80% of them will raise their hand and say they were sick. So if um, if I got ten dudes here. And I don't know, so when they're the people who are sick and, and also what I'm saying, too, is not not like just sickness, but um, people are saying, "Well, who has the devil going up against you today? Who's fighting against you? Eighty percent or something. Well, who can't fulfill the purpose of God because something is in your way? And like a lot of people raise their hand. God gave you a vision and you're not going anywhere with it because of whatever. Right. So what I'm saying is or. Or what about if you raise this, you you say to people in church this, hey, even if they know they're the righteousness of God, you say, which one of you guys has went this whole year without any sins? So these are 10 dudes that 8 out of 10 of them probably sinned recently, right? Or at least within the last year, but probably sinned within the last day. Who knows? And some of the people would say, hey, why did... This, the reason they're sick is because they sinned, right? But Jesus doesn't ask those questions. He doesn't say, hey, before, when you come to get the healing, he doesn't say, hey, what you been doing? What, what were you watching right before you came here, you know? Do you have a subscription to Netflix, whatever? He didn't say any of that. He just said, go get healed. Go show yourself to the priests, and they went and were cleansed. Um, then one of them, when he saw he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. So Samaritan is outside of their religious group. So there, the rest of the guys kept going to the priest, which is what Jesus told them to do. But Jesus said, then answered, we're we're not all 10 cleansed. Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. So his good behavior and all that stuff didn't make his make him well. Him even saying thank you to God didn't make him well, but his faith made him well. And that's what I've been trying to show you guys all this time with the trusting stayed on you, trusting you, leaning you. So all those things, that's our part. That's the part that guy played. He trusted it and he had faith, and that's what made him well. It wasn't anything else. That's our part. Our part is to trust God. His part is he took care of everything we're trusting him for, right? Um Another thing I just want to bring out real quick for that, from that, is that he, uh, we can be caught up in religious things. Jesus said, "Go," so he's not wrong. They're not wrong. The nine are not wrong for going to the priest. That's what Jesus told them to do, right? But then he says, "Why didn't they come back and give things?" This guy didn't even finish going to the priest once he saw he was well. It says he turned back and gave praise. So sometimes um, we're trying to obey God, and that's good, and that's right. We're trying to, but we forget that when things change, when when stuff happens, when God does a mighty miracle and a work, that you can stop whatever you're doing, and you can praise him, you can worship him. You don't have to get all religious. You don't have to like light candles at that point, and get, and you know, whatever. You can, you can just go back, you can say thank you to God, and you can live in the fullness of his presence. Go enjoy Him. And not have to do it just like with the Mary and Martha song. I mean story. You understand what I'm saying? Sorry guys for mixing that up a bit. And today for some reason, when I look at you guys' faces, it's throwing me all off. I don't know what's going on. And, but that's all I have. <laughs> 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 I love you guys. Oh, and the mess any problems with that message because Anne said "Blaming on them. It's not their fault, but only mine. Because I didn't look where I was supposed to be looking, right? It's if I'm looking at your faces, that's not Jesus. Your faces was freaking me out. All right. Love you. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love you. Be blessed. Look to Jesus, He's the only answer. And now, class time, people.